Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I gave Eric Larson the chance. Like I, he did the episode where the, the dragon kid gets the fucking COVID vaccine. And then actually I, for a second in this ep, in this issue, I was like, I already caught an episode. I was like, Okay, maybe they're kind of almost acknowledging something here because she said, like, the mom was complaining, like, it was so stupid because it was just a publicity stunt because her kids can't get COVID anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, maybe that's actually like some decent commentary. But then then that same, I know this is the person speaking through Eric Larson, this same person's like, when can the pan-? And they're sitting six feet apart with masks on at a park bench talking to each other. And they're and this, this character is like, when are we going to end this, end this uh, pandemic? I mean, God, I got vaccinated. I did my part. And then there are like three other lines in the same issue that were like, well, oh, because uh, oh, this one, this other character, Horatus, she dies of fucking COVID. This fucking powered person dies of fucking COVID. And then this doctor's like, oh, if only she got vaccinated. Stupid, stupid girl. And then, and then, if that wasn't fucking dumb enough, I'm doing this rant now because I'm not even sure if I'm going to have it on the show. Or maybe this is a cold open to the show. I feel like this is a cold it. open. Fuck it. This is the cold open. We are welcome back to the, to the 99th episode of the Second Printed Comics podcast. And uh, we are still a little bit off format right now. Well, I guess we kind of did our format the last couple weeks. We did we did review actual comics here, uh, but because now it actually almost is. By the time this airs, it actually will just about actually literally be summer. Finally, actually, it will have already become summer when when this airs. Uh, so at least maybe a little bit earlier for our patrons who get every single episode early over at Patreon.com/slash Second Print Bot, along with so much other content, including Miss Marvel recaps. Yes, I'm doing Miss Marvel recaps. Uh, Obi Wan recaps with our friend Dan Smotz from the System Is Down. I'm still 
trudging my way through the Ultimate Fantastic Four with what Mark missed. Aremzo, what else is going on over there? I, see how fast I turn into this is a real podcast mode? Shabam. <laughs> I just went ahead and wrapped up the uh, second volume of Remzo versus the MCU. If you want to hear my take on how if I could Thanos snap my way into becoming my own Kevin Feige and manipulate the course of the MCU, how would I change each of the Marvel films? You can go back in the archives and check out uh, Remzo versus the MCU Phase 1. I think this season I think this volume got a little bit more contentious. I made some big changes and some things that a lot of people talk about changing, especially in films like Thor The Dark World, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. I chose to keep some stuff. So if you want to hear my absolutely worthless take on my utopian vision of how I would change Disney Marvel films, you can go ahead and check that out on Patreon as well. Indeed. Uh, so much content over there for as little as uh, five smackers a month and... Every single week, you get me and Remzo for free, no matter what. That's that's the uh, that's the SBC promise. We have not missed a single week, even when I've been off in Mexico, even when Remzo was off who do who doing who knows what. Uh, we always manage to get an episode out, and uh, that is our promise too. We will always do so in in some way, shape, or form. And uh, right now, we're gonna today we're gonna as you kind of started hearing me talk about it there at the top here before we just decided to actually just turn this into the podcast. Um, we're gonna be talking about the books we've been re- reading lately. Like I said, it's summer. We're gonna be doing a little summer reading list talk about the books we're reading and the books we're looking forward to reading uh as the summer plays out so should i just pick up is there anything else we need to mention yeah follow us on twitter at second print pod follow us on instagram please at second print pod and that's about it so should i just should i just go back into my rant let's just yeah i mean so look and i'm when did like, this I'm happen when did this, this happen? Is, this you just kind of jumped into it. I'm just I here did. like a victim. I did because I wasn't even planning to make this the show at all. But here we are. So, um, you know, it just it just felt right. Yeah, this is in the latest issue of Savage Dragon. And I look, I'm not trying to get political here, everybody. Um, but, you know, when 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 things get shoved down your throat so much at some point, this, it just becomes too much for me. And I honestly, I, I, I kind of jokingly, I even wrote an article on my Substack about it last time when, you know, Eric Larson had this thing where he was giving COVID vaccines to his little dragon baby kids. And they even said like, these kids can't even get COVID. So it was, was this before it, or after he banned you. This is right around you. that time. This is right okay. around that time. <laughs> it's just no, probably not coming down. No, it was just, just after that actually. Yeah. Cause I referenced Mark, how I, many comic book writers have blocked us combined? Only you, one has got- blocked me. Okay, well, two, as far as two blocked me. One of the you were on like a block list of that that one writer, right? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't buy Static Shock. The the writer of the new milestone. She just, she just bulk blocked series. Puerto Ricans. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> I, I'm not the one that did it. I'm just assuming that's yeah. what she did. No, I mean she probably did. She had all the all, <laughs> all the adjectives and everything. And listen, folks, comics are for everybody. Comics are a giant, awesome, fabulous, diverse community. But you don't just block your fans without you and know you were actually a, a reason. Wanted to, that was the writer of static shock if i if yeah i was right. going to tag her i said i just read the preview for the upcoming static shock season one series coming from the new dc milestone i can't wait to read it and i, I went to go tag her i can't wait you know i can't wait to read it i went to go tag her and then i'm like oh why can't i tag her so then i go into another account because i'm a digital marketing ninja <laughs> and i find that she had actually blocked me and i'm like why Lady, I was going to give you my money. you never interacted with her, correct? Never. And you wanted to purchase her comic book. I was going to. I was going <laughs> to. I was going to tell my local shop to add it to my poll list, and I haven't had a poll list for a while. Still, don't have a poll list because there's nothing worth polling. But I, I was willing to give her my money. I like Static Shock. I like, you know, I I I like um hard hardwire and hardware. Now I look like I don't know who all the black heroes are for milestone shit. Now I just look horrible. 
Um, <laughs> she was hardware. right. She was right all along. <laughs> hardware. Yeah. Let's let's throw that one in. Uh, that sounds like a guy. Um, but you know, look, I don't I don't really mind. I don't mind um, writers or artists getting political with me or like in their stories even or even like putting their like Eric Larson, Larson has always worn his politics on his sleeve. Um, so I've never had a problem with it, even when I don't see the thing the way he does. But I, I see often the characters speak through him and, and, I, and that's a realistic portrayal of the world. So I have no issue with it being in there uh, in general. Uh, but the, the, I mean, uh, anyway, it was two issues ago that he did the the uh, issue where his daughter gets like COVID vaccinated on TV. And in this issue, like um, Maxine uh, dragon's wife, Malcolm dragon's wife uh, was actually complaining like, Oh, it was just a publicity stunt. And so I was like, Oh, that's like kind of like maybe showing the other side of it. But in that very same scene, they're sitting six feet apart in July in June of 2022 here, you know, six feet apart uh, with masks on talking about, uh, you know, how stupid people that don't get vaccines are. And then it's mentioned several times again in the um, context of someone dying of a superpower character dying of covid which is also so fucking retarded and then not this is and that i could i think i could let it all go here's where it gets dumb was it dumb already here's where it gets dumb then they decide because dragon has super healing power so they already figured out there's this thing they can do where they can turn people into like they can give people dragons powers this actually happened to maxine and then they have this drug that was that's called freak out that they actually used to depower like all of the chicago's villains some time ago and it takes away powers so what they do sometimes is it done before i think i think it was maxine's life they saved this way um they gives them dragon's blood they turn into a dragon person and, and it heals them and real quick they can they, they immediately administer the freak out they lose the powers they've been healed so that is this thing that's established in the the comic and so in this they're like it didn't work like they're like oh we didn't get the dragon's blood to horridus who's the character that died in time she died of covid because she's an idiot and didn't get vaccinated um and then so they have this idea well there's some other pa- patients on ventilators here well, well they're dying because they're on ventilators stupid but whatever there's other patients on ventilators here they're close to death maybe we can try the dragon blood on on them so they go to try the dragon blood on these COVID patients and because COVID is the craziest thing ever made that's ever been fucking created in the world uh, it, it the, the COVID combines with dragon blood to create a super COVID super COVID and the COVID this dragon COVID starts spreading through the hospital and it turns people into dragons so fast that they immediately explode and everybody in the hospital dies and explodes. That is what happened. In the, that, is the, that is literally what happened in the last issue of Savage Dragon. And I'm not sure I can do this anymore. And I've been doing this for almost for 30 years. I mean, is that not 30 years? 20, yeah, 30 years. Jesus, fuck, I'm old. I have been reading this comic for 30 years. Right? You've so, given that all, man so many thousands of dollars. A lot. I don't mind. I was gonna say, I don't even mind that he blocked me. I actually don't like I, we were going at each other a little bit, and if he doesn't want to deal with that kind of stuff on Twitter, no big deal. I'm on Twitter because I like dealing with that stuff, so it's okay. I'm not even upset that he blocked me because I still I still kept buying the child comic after that. And it's hard to break old habits. I, it's hard to not to not know what's going on with these characters. But at some point, this is like two issues in a row of this shit being hammered over my head in a, the most condescending way possible with the most ridiculous scenario possible. But I think I think turning it into Super Dragon COVID was just the it might be the bridge too far because it's not even good story. That's the problem with it. It's not even good storytelling. I don't mind you shoving your politics down my throat and giving me good storytelling. When you do it and you give me just the most ridiculous shit ever, because the only thing different is that it combined with COVID. So they're saying that because dragon blood combined with COVID, suddenly it's so spreadable and spread through the hospital in like five seconds and exploded everybody. It's oh, my God. I mean, this man is sick. I honestly mean that.
And I wish him well, because I think he's one of my favorite artists, literal artists, and also just artists creatively in general. I think he's just a fantastic storyteller. Um, I, I'll never not appreciate him as the, as the first comic I really fell all the way in love with, like, because I was in it since the very first issue. I felt like I knew the character from the beginning, um, and I will always have that nostalgia about it. But at some point, maybe I need to just wait for the trades, at least, and, and read them on Hoopla and not be spending my my hard-earned money four bucks a month or whatever to be fucking totally condes... Well, it's not four bucks a month. Uh, he, Eric Larson, actually, I appreciate his candor here as well. He, um, in his last uh, episode, or last, <laughs> last issue, in his letters column, uh, had a little blurb about how he hits a... He, which is really nice, actually, to see an, an artist be so honest about it. He said he hit a horrible writer's block just as he was launching a second book because he was also doing a book called Ant from Image. And right as he was launching that book, he had, had this just a horrible writer's block, probably because he locked himself in his house for two fucking years. But whatever. Um, anyway, I wish him I wish him well. And he says he's, he feels like he's coming out of it and he'll be doing issues more regularly again. But at some point, it's like, how 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 long should I pay to to have this thrown at me like this? The funniest fucking thing ever just happened, and only I know about it. I, I, I did this last week. I had I'm recording over an old episode, and I left the sound effects in. And the second did I completed the gong that happened, the gong happened the second I ended that rant. And I'm absolutely <laughs> leaving that in. I am not touching this. This is going to air completely as fucking is. Awesome. Anyway, thoughts. <laughs> so that's my that's what I've been reading this summer so far. <laughs> Man, you got me in a you got me in a way today. I tried picking up Amazing Spider-Man issue one. Let's just talk about everything we hate right now and then and go from there. Oh, well, you know, if all you tried the, picking it, it up or I, you successfully picked it up. Well, I, I, I bought it because how can I not buy Amazing Spider-Man issue one? And then within like 20 minutes of getting home and looking up more of like who the writers were and everything, it's written by Zeb Wells. It, uh, they brought back John Romita Jr., my favorite uh, Spider-Man artist, second only to Mark Bagley. Um, Apparently, so so you know how the how the Marvel legacy numbering is working? Uh, yeah, don't they like put like the real numbers sometimes in in like Thor number twenty five is also Thor number like uh, three hundred. You know, Thor something. just did that. It was like no, dude, dude. It was like Thor number like seven million or something like that, or seven fifty or something, and also Thor number twenty four or something. Like yeah. That. So so what they have is they have the series number and then they have the the chronological number, and they did that five years ago because during Marvel's all new, all different all whatever period of shit that they tried doing for like five years they were losing a lot of uh fans who wanted to get back into comics but they didn't know where to start so what they did was they all the series that were currently running that had a historical printing what they did was they put the next issue as the chronological next issue so number 25 became number seven, 700 something issue 30 became issue 500. They did that. So that way old, older readers could come back and get an idea of where things have been going because they I don't also hate that. Did, I don't hate that. Well, well, here, well, here's the, here's the problem though. You would think that maybe if you're going to renumber everything and if your goal is to bring back old readers, you'd want to actually put out good stories. <laughs> yeah, this that, is around the, the time. Isn't that always the, the, well, the clincher here? 
Yeah, so this is when we had this is around the time that we had just finished with Nick Spencer, Nazi Hydra, Captain America. This is when mm. we had Tanahisi Coates. Who can't I tried to black. like it so hard. I tried. I read like eight issues of it, and then I was like, "This is not." I'm, I'm like, I'm waiting for the part where I started liking it, and it just never came, and I gave up. I went back and actually, I, ironically, this, this whole thing put me on kind of a kind of a black hole. I went back and actually read the Secret Empire limited series. Oh yeah, no, I've read that. That's a rough one. Yeah, I, I, so I owned the first four issues. I actually, when I was home in Virginia before the wedding, I went ahead and actually just gave those away to somebody. I was just like, I can't do it. But then I was like, well, what if I, well, I never actually like read the the rest of the series and I read it on Marvel Unlimited and I was like, this is shit. So anyway, uh, yeah, so you would think that they would do that, but no. But but Marvel still kind of does that. So anyway, I go to the store, I pick up this issue one. I'm like, you know what? I haven't read Peter Parker's Spidey in a long time. I've read Miles Morales for a bit. Uh, I loved the Superior Spider-Man series with, uh, you know, Doc Ock Spider-Man. I'm like, I want to get back in with Peter. Not only is it just not... it. I have no clue what's going on and not in like a, they're setting up subplots and different stories type of thing. I like, I have no clue who this Peter Parker is. He's mean. He's whiny. Everyone hates him. He hates other people. He's a jerk. I'm like, I don't recognize this Peter. Who is he? Is he from the DC universe? <laughs> um, and is Ben Riley still a Spider-Man somewhere? Oh, now too? No, 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 they, they made him around, right? Well, they, they, they basically did this thing where they erased guy. They bring him back and, mop around and mopping around for like a, a year or two at a time. And they put they, him back on the shelf. He's a bad guy again. Oh God. I don't know what the fuck they named him. It was something stupid, but basically he doesn't even have spider powers anymore. He like, he, he's like a, he's like a weird, ugly version of, of like the spot or whatever the hell that guy's name is. It's stupid. So, so someday I'm we're going to review the original clone saga. Cause that's another story that Ugh. I actually do have a soft spot in my heart about it. Cause I was 14 or whatever, but I know in my mind it's going to be horrible. And I'm, weirdly excited about that <laughs> you know if that makes sense i i, I understand interested. that on like you know a, a sadomasochist level yeah well we know i put myself through all of tom king's batman so and, the hate and most of uh powers of x so and all that stuff so yeah you're like you're, you're like the albino <laughs> monk. i have a problem you're like the albino <laughs> monk from the da vinci code who's just like flagellating <laughs> himself just like ah oh, ah oh, tom king ah oh, ah oh. Ruin him more. Ruin Batman more. But but anyway, so honestly, to- I was OK with it until the, until they actually ruined Thomas Wayne Batman. That was actually the where it just went too far for me. I'm like, that is dumb. That is not in line with any of the char- par- character progression I just saw in fucking Flashpoint where he fucking died, by the way. What the fuck? And the explanation was dumb, too. Well, whatever. I, we, we don't need to go on a, a tangent about that. Okay, so this this issue. Or do we? Of, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, feel, I'm feeling loose today, Ramzo. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like five words away com- from completing my first book because it's not even anything monumental. They, they tell you it's going to be issue one. So you're thinking, oh, at least I can collect the issue one of a brand new run. No, they announced in like five months they're going to go back to celebrate like his issue 700 or something. So it's like it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter that it's issue one. It's it's just it's just a grab fest. Yeah, if they're already announcing it, they couldn't make it. It's like you're insulting. It's, it's at the level of it's like how I feel about Eric Larson. It feels like the intelligence being insulted at some point. It's like yes. you already told me that this number like we all know it's going to eventually be a new numbering. We all know that anyway. 
but you're already telling us at the same time as you're giving a new numbering? That's a bridge too far. That's straight up insulting. So if you want to be insulted and have one of your childhood heroes destroyed this summer, please add Amazing Spider-Man issue one by Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr. to your list. And or, never or, pick follow up. Larson, or argue with Eric Larson on Twitter. Either one, <laughs> either one of these paths should work out fine, depending on your era. We should talk about something we like. Are you reading yeah, anything yeah, you no, like? That, that, that was the idea. That was that was the idea. It is the idea. Um, yeah, I think I think people actually like like us to hear, talking about stuff we hate more. To be honest, but you know, whatever. They're always like, um, "Yeah, shit, talking more, do it." Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, we're we're here to serve. In fact, anybody can make us talk about anything, including things we hate, by becoming a Kirby Club level patron. As our uh, Jeffrey and Eric, our last two episodes both sent us down different Marvel stories. We did X Men: Days of Future Past, the classic tale, um, as well as what what did uh, Jeffrey have us do here? Sixteen oh two. We wrapped up sixteen oh two. Which uh, man, I, I was surprised how much I ended up liking that in the end. For for all it's worth. Regardless, though, you can you too can force us to read whatever you want us to by becoming a Kirby Club level patron. You can find all the levels over there at patreon.com slash second print pod. How's that for a transition to a, a subtle commercial? But anyway, Shazam. Um, but yeah, what what do you like? What what are you reading? Anything right now that you like that you are looking forward to continuing to read over the summer or looking to pick up for the first time over the summer? So about four months ago. No, less than that. More like two, three months ago. Um as as fans know on Twitter and everything else, I've been really digging uh, Iconic Comics. It's a collective of comic book writers and artists who are uh, publishing under the Iconic Comics moniker. Uh, about a year ago, I picked up um, Soul Finder, Volume 1. It's about uh, an, a, a Catholic priest who's a Iraq war veteran who becomes an exorcist and fights literal demons. And that was awesome. Soul finder season two came out last summer and that was awesome. So this summer they're coming out with the third volume. Um, it looks freaking sick. They basically go into like a layer of hell and they have to fight monsters and stuff like that. So it looks like call of duty black ops, but with exorcists and giant demon monsters. So, um, Soul Finder Volume 3 from my friend uh, Doug Ernst uh, is coming out pretty soon. I am really happy because another comic from Iconic Comics, because I'm just going to kind of bundle these together, uh, is Common America. Common America is probably one of my biggest... Is she related to America Chavez? No, no, she's she she's basically so she's not she's not a parody. She's kind of a satire, but but the book is treated seriously, and it, it's it's kind of it's like an action comedy. It's actually really good. Common America is like a mix of like Sailor Moon manga, but like Miss Marvel from like her bombshell days when she was just sexy and awesome. So they combined her into this. They they combined all those elements into a fashion designer uh, called. Um, uh, I, I forget. I forget her freaking name. Uh, Charlotte Vetters or something like that. Anyway, uh, it, it's just a funny book. It's about uh, a fashion designer who gets superpowers, who has to learn how to be a super, uh, who ha- has to learn how to be a superhero, and it's freaking hilarious. I went ahead and gave a copy of a uh, volume one called Stars and Strife to my wife. She went ahead and picked it up and read it within a day, and then she came over to me and she's like, "So you're gonna buy volume two, right?" And I'm like, "Well, now I am." So we have a volume two uh, coming in the mail, but they also have another series called Black Hops. It's about a special forces team of bunnies that go behind <laughs> enemy lines and take out terrorists and rogue countries and stuff like that. Oh, that sounds, that sounds a lot like, um, man, I'm going to try to look it up. Um, 
It's I don't remember the name of it, but it's a comic book where these elephants uh, basically do the same thing. <laughs> these black ops elephants. Yeah, I mean, think of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but they're Elephant not like... Man. It's called Elephant Man. Yeah, that's it's the exact same thing. Okay, but here's the funny part. They're not like humanoid rabbits. They're just like rabbits you pick up at like a pet shop and you give <laughs> them like guns and camo and you drop them behind enemy lines. <laughs> I'll send you the links to these. These sound freaking awesome. No, I want to check so. them out. Absolutely. Yeah, so so I'm picking up Soul Finder Volume 2. I'm sorry, uh, Soul Finder Volume 3. Um uh, Common America Volume Two, and I'm gonna go ahead and order uh, Black Ops uh, Volume One. But he, to wrap it up, there's also I appreciate another the thing pun of Black out. Ops. I, I will say that Black Ops is hilarious. Um, there, there's a giant crossover event that they actually crowdfunded for. So hop so over? Wait, shouldn't it be a hop over? Hop over event. Oh, they should be listening to us. They, they should be, should be sponsoring the show. To come up with more puns. Exactly. So they, they went ahead and what they do is they crowdfund for a lot of their books. Their kids should sponsor our show. Honestly, if they're looking to crowdfund, just saying, just plant some seeds here. Hint, hint. Uh, they went ahead and actually surpassed their Kickstarter goal within like a day. And the amount, I forgot the amount that they were crowdfunding for, but it basically surpassed all the amounts of all the other crowdfunding they did in 2021. And it's for their Common America Soul Finder uh, Black Ops crossover event that they're doing. And I'm just looking at this. I'm like, I'm just ready for it. I'm just ready. Like, give me good shit. I don't always remember character names because I've got a, <laughs> I have no excuse. I don't, but like. This shit looks cool. I went ahead and backed it on uh, Kickstarter, so I'm looking forward to that. So this is going to be officially the summer of me reading almost exclusively iconic comics. And the fact that I went ahead and got my wife into Common America, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little proud of myself. Just, just gotta say that I'm a little proud of myself. I am as well. That that is an impressive feat. Did she ever read comics before? She read manga. Yeah, like manga. like manga, like you know, uh, Hunter X Hunter and stuff like that, and a few others, but never like American western comics hmm. but common is like a mix of manga and traditional comics I see. like i was never much of a manga guy but like this like it, it it was really fun like it's a serious comic but like they it doesn't take itself too seriously it's got a sense of humor it's fun um the, the writers are and the artists are uh, timothy Lim, and i forget the other gentleman's name i think he goes by potus thump on twitter uh you know it's a it's a it's a good book they've put out several volumes now it's got giant fan base on twitter that's the one thing i'll say like they've got a rabid community of fans that help fund all these projects and everything so yeah i'm just giving them all my money right now i'm probably a terrible spokesperson for them they're probably just like oh he fucked up so much but like listen guys none of that plot was true and that's not the name of any of the books but thank you anyway for trying Remzo. your heart was in the right place um anyway look up iconic comics go check out any of the titles from iconiccomics.com. yeah even if they're not even the same names that Remzo mentioned just just give it a pass um yeah well i mean i i, I just found a comic recently that i i hadn't really heard about but i stumbled upon it thanks to uh, someone that got in my ear on this one it's a comic called do a power bomb and it is a rest it is merging two of my favorite things in life which are pro wrestling and comic books and this is by what is his name darren warren something or other darren warren johnson i'll find it in a second with my my insta research here do a power bomb i want to name him because he does everything and um and it's fucking great da daniel warren johnson um, this book, I, I was like, okay, like I've read some wrestling comic books before. Frankly, they're usually not good. They're, it's like stuff WWE makes in joint with like Marvel or, or maybe it was, uh, they oh, just, like promo some, books. 
Yeah, they're like storylines, uh, and they they feature like wrestlers. Some of them are, are done surprisingly good, actually, compared to what you'd think they would be. But none of them are really great comic books. They're obviously just for like kids who they're just to sell something to kids, you know, that that also watch WWE basically. But this, I picked this up because it looked interesting. I didn't really know too much about it, but uh, this this blew my mind. This was I, I, this was such a pleasant surprise. This book has heart. This book. It's it pays respect to wrestling and what wrestling is without. I think I think you could know nothing about her wrestling and completely have not have missed anything. Um, you know, you don't think you'll feel like you're missing out at all. Um, it's and it's just it tells a really I mean, look, it's the first it's the first issue. So I almost said it there. It's the first issue. Um, so it's you know still a lot of like character building, but they 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 bring you into it right away. I don't want to give away too much of the plot, but, um, you know, I, I don't know if I want to give away any of the plot because I think that it's actually finding out what happens is, is like kind of a, a big part of this. So I'm not even going to describe the plot, actually, because uh, it actually I think the fact that I didn't know going into it is a lot of what made it more interesting and made me surprised by certain things that happened. So I'm not even going to go into the plot, but let's just say it is a. It is based around pro wrestling and uh, it's based around a character who is, I think, sort of going through her own hero's journey um, in the pro wrestling. But then and this is kind of like the twist at the end. um, There is a supernatural element that enters at the because at first it just seems like it's about pro wrestling, basically. And I'm like, that's interesting. Like, I'm I'll run with that. Even if it's just that I will run with that. But then they introduce this supernatural element. And that's kind of the the cliffhanger of of the uh, I guess I guess I gave something away. But so, yes, there's a supernatural element. That's my spoiler. Um, But yeah, that it's an interesting twist. And the original story was just it really compelled me and sucked me in because it just had so much heart. And you could tell that uh, Daniel Warren Johnson is obviously a pro wrestling fan but he's he's also telling a really compelling story or at least you know it's only been one issue he's at least setting up a potentially very compelling story and i I was just very pleasantly surprised about about stumbling upon this um so i'm really glad i checked it out and i i would highly recommend literally i recommend everybody read this because it actually just feels like a plain a plain old good book regardless of of you of you know your other interests if you're a wrestling fan a hundred thousand percent you must check this book out i will give it a a uh you know a 10 out of 10 if you're a wrestling fan in terms of how how much i would recommend the book um and if you're not maybe a, a nine out of ten because I, I still think it's a great book either way but um yeah have you have you heard about this one at all I think I may have heard about it on CBR or something like that, but now, now it's actually starting to click with me. Yeah, I mean, with those now books, that you're in the industry, so to speak, you should be uh, you should be hearing about these things, Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to remember that there were a few other books like that. You know, John Cena had a comic at one point. Uh, yeah, that, that's probably one of those WWE. Or, or are you saying he did it? He like made a comic? <laughs> no, like he he was a character. Like he was a licensed character in this WWE. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm talking about. They do all these like licenses. They have like the Undertaker comic. They have you know uh yeah John Cena the Rock comic. All, all that stuff that WWE like. How do you feel about promotional comic books? Do you feel like they're more for comic book readers, or do you feel like they're more like extended merchandise for fans who wouldn't otherwise have bought comic books otherwise? Maybe for some like I think it's almost all directed towards kids who might not be as discerning with a story and they're just like oh picture books with guys i like buy me that so like but i i mean i don't i don't think they're necessarily for i don't think they're for they're definitely not for comics fans that don't watch wrestling for sure like they're only for people that you'd have to like the wrestling first i think and in those cases not not in the case of do or powerbomb but in the case of that like the john cena comic book or, or what have you um i think you wouldn't you would need to already care about the wrestling. So I think it's for like a wrestling fan that may or may not be into comics. They may be like a wrestling fan who is at Walmart with their mom at the checkout line and they see, Oh, John Cena's on the cover and they're like, can I have this John Cena comic? And their parents buy them that. So, or 
maybe some that already read comics and would already have been at the store and they're also a wrestling fan and see that and they're like, whatever, I'll buy a John Cena comic. But I feel like it's probably less for the actual comic fans and more just something extra to sell to people that like John Cena, for example. This is not the case, though. This is just this is just for comic fans. Do a power bomb. This is this feels nothing like those like WWE John Cena versus The Rock uh, comic books that, that I have I've checked out from time to time. The, you know, the first wrestling comic I ever saw in my life, man, I think it was like 20 years ago. The Ultimate Warrior, when he legally changed his name to just Warrior, made a comic book. You'll never guess what it was called, Remzo. Warrior? You got it. It was called, it was called <laughs> Warrior, and it was about him being coming the Warrior. Yes, this is all, it's all very subtle here with this marketing. Um, but yeah, the, I, I vaguely remember. I wonder if I have that. I wonder if I have that. I, I, I'm like, I know I read it. And this is like before digital comics. So I would have read it in a physical copy. So either I had it or maybe Eric had it. Our, our one of our Kirby club members who is the, the one who introduced me to like comics and wrestling. Oh no, I was already into wrestling. He introduced me to comics. Um, and I, I could imagine him have, have possibly having had it. So I, I'm going to see if we could track that down. Uh, Eric, if you're listening, which you should be, um, do you have that? <laughs> and if not, cause I, cause I did go through my inventory a couple years ago and I feel like I would have, that would have really stood out to me if I found that. So I don't, I don't think I have it in my current stash, but I, I know I read it, so I'm very curious about it. But yeah, that's that's my long winded rant about uh, about wrestling and comics. You just reminded me. Gong. Of... <laughs> what if a gong went off every time I completed a rant? Would that be a good format for the show? I feel like they would get. T- I feel like listeners might yeah. get tired. Of it could get overplayed. Time. This is. I'm gonna take the gong out for this one, and then that way, the next time it just happens to come back, it's more of a surprise. It'll be a little like like an Easter egg. You uh, you you just inspired me. In terms of promo comics, I'm actually going to change the order of what I of what episode I produce next, because I I went ahead and sent this to you. I I sent this to your phone. Pick up your phone and look at this cover and then I'll tell people what it is. What? What the hell? Oh, my God. Oh, we should just do we should only do promo comics. Yes. Okay, I'm not going to reveal what it is, but I'm so excited about this right now. Okay, we're going to we're going to hold it. Mark, this is the next one I'm doing. I'm going to declare it right now. (laughs) This comic that I'm not going to mention because it's too awesome to mention. Uh, we, this will be issue issue five. <laughs> this will be episode one Oh one of SBC. Cause we have something a little special planned for, for 100, but this will be issue one Oh one. Yes. I'm in. I'm a hundred percent in. Oh my God. You guys are going to have to just wait <laughs> a couple of weeks. What if this becomes our niche at the end of the day? Like <laughs> we just abandon, like we just only focus on weird promotional comic books that have weird celebrity tie-ins. Oh my God. I can't believe this exists. <laughs> oh my God. I hope my, my, my giddiness just comes across enough to promote it. Cause I really don't want to, I want it to be a surprise. I, I, I picked it up. I, I couldn't buy it at this one comic shop. I have this one comic shop. I, when I lived in Texas, where I would pay they, money for this just for the novelty. I would, they, they would not let me buy it because, I was too valuable, sir. We don't sell these. Well, I I was too young at the time. This was when Marvel was really pushing their mature rating on comics. So my mom. This seems like it would have to be mature. Oh my god! I I, the guy made me put it back, but I went and stood in the corner for five minutes reading it. So like you know, fuck him, right? But um, my 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 mom wasn't there. If I had a mature comic when I was a teenager, my mom would have to come and buy it, or my dad. Well, my dad was deployed all the time, so he couldn't do it. But this was the one time where he was like, "Listen, man, uh, this was a new employee." He's like, "I can't sell you this mature book. You're like 14. And I'm like, "I'm 13. I'm I'm 14 and a half." He's like, "Shut up, kid." So I went and back and read it. But yeah, like this is this is one of the most ridiculous. Things things that have ever been produced and uh you're just gonna have to wait a couple weeks to hear what it is 
All right, so that's issue 101, and then maybe if I can track down the Warrior comic book, we'll just let's just produce. Forget this format. Let's just produce the next four episodes of the show. All right, so we got this unnamed Marvel team. I did, did give something away there that it's a Marvel team up, but uh, this, this unnamed Marvel team up comic, and then uh, we'll see if I can find. I bet. I wonder if it's on Comicsology if the Warrior book is. Um, no, Man, this this might be like I have to like hunt around to like like several states eBay. of comic shops to find kind of thing. Anyway, I'll spend some time looking into that, or hopefully Eric just has it. That would be that would be convenient if he did. That would be so dope. Uh, but yeah, let's get on to some of the other stuff we are are looking forward to this summer. And um, for me, look, I, I've always been very open about the fact that I am a sucker for DC continuity shaping events. Uh, I read them all. I pretty much enjoy them all, even the ones that aren't as good. Um, like heck. I- Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I liked what zero hour. Like I like zero hour. That's the kind of person you're dealing with here. So we need to keep this all in context here. Um, but once again, DC is back at it again. At least they waited like almost two years. Was it two years or just, was it just a year? When did when did dark dark fucking dark metal? What was the last one? Oh, twenty twenty. <laughs> that was death metal. Yeah, that was death metal. Okay, so it's been no. That was the first one, I think. Yeah, maybe you're right. no. It what was it? it was Dark Knight's Metal was the first one. Okay, I always from Snyder and Capullo, and then and Death then Death Metal, Metal happened, and yeah. then they went in. But instead of so, then that was like a year. That was like a year and a half ago. That that was like December of 2020. Yeah. So then, not, but even right into that was originally supposed to be 5G. Right into that, which never never happened. We don't talk about 5G. Did, but then they did Future Slate, which I don't even understand. <laughs> if it actually is what happens in the future or not, they're kind of implying it is actually with recent events. Um, but then, so now we, we've come to this event that has been hyped up for a few months, the death of the justice league. And look, I'm a sucker. I mean, they got me and I knew I was going to do this when I, they announced this issue. They even did it with number 75 to harken back to Superman number 75. Um, so I, I did get the death of the justice league number 75 and I am, and that is leading directly into Dark Crisis. Have you checked out Dark Crisis, or are you planning to, or are you stepping away for this one and letting me do the heavy lifting? I, uh, I, I went ahead and got that in the mail because I, okay. I, had a, I had a subscription in Justice League. I thought it ended last month, so when I saw I got another one, and I'm like, please, Brian Michael Bendis, please fuck off. You're, you're ruining it. Well, he doesn't write this one, so that's it. Yeah, so I got a little excited. I got a little excited. I saw the cover. It's a thick issue, so I was like, you know, th- this might be good. I'm not, I'm not buying it. Not gonna do it. I, I'm sorry. Like, listen, I gave I, I gave DC over twelve hundred dollars in like <laughs> death metal tie-ins and merchandise alone. Dude, you bought like every one of those that were, and they were like six ninety nine each. Some of them too. It was They're like, oh my, my god, this, this, this poor boy is gonna go bankrupt buying all these tie-ins. Yeah, it was it was rough. I I can't I can't do it, and I'm not. I I don't get where any of this is going. I thought after Infinite Frontier. They were really on to something like they threw aside a lot of the future state stuff. Future state was a failure. Every every day that goes by, the more I'm just repulsed of what they did. But they brought in some of the some of the future state stuff. I read none of it. Not any of it. I just knew I, I sniffed it. I sniffed it. 
I knew it was going to be good. I was talking to somebody about it because they had read previews for some of the Future State books. So some of the Future State stuff blended into the end of this Death of the Justice League issue. And honestly, I can't say that that you're missing anything because it was just... It, I don't it's feel like just, I miss anything. You're not. I mean, it's like they want to they have it both ways. They want it to matter and they don't. So if you read Future State, huzzah, you're not surprised because you saw this coming. If you didn't read Super State, eh, if you were reading any of the ongoing books, you, were know that the, you would know that they were going in this route, which feels so weird because they're, they're killing the Justice League right around the same time that Chip Zdarsky's uh, new Batman run is coming out. Which has me wondering because they just announced that he's coming back for a brand new Daredevil issue one. We'll see if this issue one is actually part of an issue one. And two months later, it's like we're back to four hundred something. But um, you know, it's just it's just weird. I feel like DC editorial ever since the split between AT and T and Warner Brothers. And AT and D did a lot of good things. AT and D did a lot of bad things. But Warner Brothers doesn't know what to do in Warner in in terms of like. The film stuff, the TV stuff, Warner Brothers is like, we need to recalibrate and give the fans what they want. On the comic side, they're mostly quiet still. And when I see stuff like this, it's like, this won't matter in a year. It, it really won't. They're starting to pull a Marvel. It's starting not to matter. Because remember, after Death Metal, they had like this Ice Age bullshit for like three months and then that disappeared. And then it was Future State, which didn't freaking matter. And then it was Infinite Frontier, which everyone forgot about. And and now it's this. And, and you have the unpopular Tom Taylor Superman, which hurts me to say because Tom Taylor is a phenomenal writer. I don't know what he's doing with the Superman on Kalal book. You, you've got a few other people. You're bringing back two Blue Beetles, I guess, to, to remind people that he's getting a movie soon. And then you and then you say bye to Black Adam as he's about to go into his uh, solo series that's coming out this summer, which I am excited for. But that leads up to his movie, which I think comes out in October. So it's like it's it's this weird blend of corporate synergy not working, wokeism blending into the books, and just just straight up greed by extorting fans i'm not i'm i I, i've never given marvel a pass for their bullshit the past 10 years i'm not gonna give dc one now because i i feel i I feel taken advantage of and i'm not gonna fall for it okay well i will fall for it (laughs) and am falling for it are you gonna put your money towards are you gonna buy the books yeah, I bought that. Okay. Well, yeah, I have bought the books. To be, okay. to be honest, uh, I've paid money for Dark Crisis uh, number one and number two, and yeah, and I, I'm also reading. Which I, I so let's uh, let's just continue on Dark Crisis for a minute because the in, uh, and these will this is going to be spoiler filled of, of issue one and two. These books have been out for a week or two. I think two's been out for like a week by the time I'm reading this. So if if you don't want to be spoiled for those books, pause now. But I think a lot of you just like to hear us talk about books you're not reading too. So. Um, Justice League doesn't die, <laughs> obviously. Um, well, it's not. It's not clear. Most of Justice League we know was sent to like these fantasy worlds where they're just kind of like maybe they're in stasis somewhere. And as we discussed, I think on our Potpourri episode, that might have been a Patreon only. I don't remember. But uh, but spoiler alert: the villain of this is our good old friend Pariah. From uh, he's kind of being used anyway. He is uh, from Christ on Infinite Earths. He is the one that was. Um, he was 
cursed with having to see he got he got transported to universes right before the universes died so he just kept seeing universes die over and over and over i don't really blame him for being a little bit tortured right now uh but he is being used by this force known as the great darkness and so like it's kind of like the great darkness using pariah and then they have also i don't know if it's recruited or if they're like brainwashed i'm not it's not exactly clear but like all of the absolute scariest worst villains in the dc universe including dark side um brainiac doom Day. Uh, it's like literally the most powerful other villains you can think of teaming up with this pariah led darkness. So that's like the cosmic part of it because the Justice League goes off to to fight Pariah or they get taken away by Pariah. Actually, Pariah just kind of like zips them all away and then he ends up killing them all. But he doesn't really kill them. They're actually like living in these weird fantasy worlds or something. Uh, obviously, we know they're not dead, except for the only one that I'm a little unsure of what's going to go down with. Oliver Queen was straight up murdered by Doomsday. Like that happened, that occurred, um, that happened in Justice League seventy five, and so so the the rest you don't see them die. They just like go away or whatever. So like they're in like some weird stasis. But I'm not so sure about Ali Queen. Now I can't imagine the character of Oliver Queen is actually going to be permanently dead. No one's fucking permanently dead. We all know that. But I do wonder if what's going on with that. So I mean, I, I'm kind of curious cause that's one that's the way they did it in the comic is a little easy, a little harder to write off uh, than, than some of the others. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's a great story yet. Uh, the, so the other side of that is that like, just like it's like the it's, I don't think it's meant to be brilliant, but it's, it's sort of ironically brilliant in a way. The, the characters in DC, they don't seem all that upset really. Yes. They have memorial service and all that, but it's almost like they are all kind of like, yeah, but they're not really dead. Like, these guys don't really die. We've already buried Superman how many times and Batman yeah. quote died. Exactly. That's, they literally, they literally reference that stuff. And, and like a lot of the characters, like this, the everyday people that you hear. So it's like, it's kind of like the characters are in on it with the reader. Like we all know they're not going to be dead here. Let's just calm down. But meanwhile, you have um, son of Kal-El here, just trying to lead this new justice league. And it's just, it just comes across like a total joke. It doesn't come across like an A team that he's putting together at all. In fact, a lot of the cooler like characters that could give it some legitimacy that aren't necessarily the main justice league, like a swamp thing, for example, he's like, fuck off. I'm doing swamp shit. I'm doing green shit. I don't want to deal with you kid. So it's like, even some of the cooler characters that could have been involved are not involved. So you've got like Yara floor. You got like, you know, all the, the younger versions of, of these characters. Yara floor should have been like the center of DC comics for years. I know nothing of the character is the first time I've read a panel with her in it. They were hyping her up so much. And then, you know what a bunch of people who don't care about comics did. They said she's problematic because she's hot. She's problematic. She's problematic. What? She's problematic because she was, she was powerful women were what we're supposed to. Well, not, not that type. She needs to gain an extra 300 pounds and then she could be, you know, hashtag brave. But no, Yara Floor was problematic, so they shoved her aside, and now they're bringing her back because they're like, we gotta do something, like, eh. And it, it just, um, I'm not, th- there was a blueprint for this already. There was uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, which was a DC animated flick, which everyone should go see. It's like the end game of the DC animated universe. And it basically is somewhat similar Minus a few things to what they're trying to do with Dark Crisis, and it centered on John Constantine, and it was freaking awesome. Each time they try and do something, 
to elevate these legacy characters. They come up as so disingenuous and condescending, it's not good. And that's what doesn't work with this new Justice League that Jonathan Kent has assembled. They're not characters you want. Nothing works. Condescension doesn't work. That's the theme of this show. Condescending <laughs> to your readers, whether it's through promotional bullshit or whether it's through shoving some shit down their, their throats for issues and issues and, and acting like they're idiots uh, if they don't believe the way you do. Condescension, surprisingly, everybody, does not a good marketing tactic. Yeah, it's just I, I read the preview. And I mean, the fact that and maybe this will change. But at the end of the book, as when I they, shell out money, I've gone as I shell out then like the next four dollars. Like, you're anyway, you're invested now. <laughs> When, when Black Adam, I, I don't remember which issue it was. I think it was the first issue. When Black Adam flies off and he's like, you're no Superman, the son of Kala. We know who should be leading this new Justice League. It's not you. And and you're, the reader is like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Black Adam is right. <laughs> yeah, he's way more badass than you. And you're an idiot. So, yeah, that's exactly right. We Where's Black Adam going? With, with the new Black Adam series coming out, I don't know when. I think it comes out sooner than later. By the way, do they ever explain why Black Adam is like a part of it in, in a rational? I mean, I know they probably have a line where they he shows up and it, there's a reason why. But is it? Is, does it ever make sense of why Black Adam is suddenly accepted as a hero, especially after the events of we don't even know if this happened still in continuity or not of the Doomsday Clock? You know, where there was, I mean, that was a, that was a whole big thing with him and Superman, and then they're just buddies. Like, did does that ever? Did you read that section of the the, the Bendis League? Yeah, but it's like it, it, it's like if Hitler was invited to the justice league and everyone's like you know what let's give him a chance you know what he does he is nice to dogs and he does paint pretty cool stuff okay here's well they also made him look nicer did you see that they made facial changes to him so that he didn't look like you know it looks more like the rock (laughs) yeah kind of well not even really like that they didn't make him start looking like that until recently i think when the movie comes out they're gonna the, the black adam in the comics will just be dwayne johnson he will be bald and he will be dwayne johnson the way I almost feel like he should be at this point, because let the Rock do whatever he wants. I love the freaking Rock. If the Rock wants to play everybody, make him James Bond. I will watch that movie. Oh yeah, I would definitely watch. Yeah, but um, with uh, with with this, so here's the Brian Michael Bendis answer with the eyebrow raising. Like I can I can absolutely picture that. And he's drinking his own tequila product (laughs) placement. Here's the short and simple Brian Michael Bendis answer as to why Black Adam got shoved in. Because somebody told him to, and he had no time, yeah. well, and course. everyone We're was just him like, a movie. He's getting... it's going to have The Rock, we need this guy more front There is literally no answer. They give a side answer, like Black Adam's like, you know, I feel like doing something different. It's kind of like in the Hickman, just, uh, in, I'm sorry, I was say the Hickman Justice League. It's almost like the Hickman X-Men, where they make Apocalypse part of this new Krakoan society and apocalypse is like you know what we'll give this a try and if it fails i'll just kill everybody anyway it's kind of like that but lazier because at least with apocalypse they gave him a little bit of exposition with black adam it's like you know what why not and everyone's just like eh. and superman's like you know what he said he's gonna be good this time guys <laughs> so we should trust him yes he Heroes launched world losers. he launched world war three he has killed countless people this man has traumatized children but you know what let's bring him on a member of the legion of doom let's do it harley quinn harley quinn's part of this new justice league i can see that she's had at least six years of like a pr rehashing 
ever since New 52. She's probably the most successful product out of New 52 when they when they put her in the Suicide Squad. But with what they did with Black Adam, it makes no sense. It still doesn't make sense. And when they and had Harley him, Quinn's always been like the villain you kind of like too. Like she's always kind of even even in, I feel like even in Batman the animated series, yes, she was a villain for sure, but she was also like a popular villain, one that was sort of like, you know, in wrestling there's always these like, you know, there's there's heels that the fans really hate, and then there's the feel heels the bad guys that the fans actually like cuz they're so cool as in their role. And I feel like she's always kind of been that. Whereas Black Adam, this is an entirely new thing that we would ever anybody ever. There was no there was no cry for a Black Adam to like have his own solo series and stuff like that. Like Harley Quinn has had you know a number of. Yeah, like this this felt forced, which I I think is kind of is kind of trash because I think Black Adam's a cool character. Um, they could have done a lot with him. Instead, they kind of shoe, shoehorned him in this way, and I I think it was a bad move. And and I mean I I've been shitting on Bendis. There's like prior to like siege at marvel bendis when he did his siege limited series right before like heroes uh age of heroes at marvel the age of heroes at marvel was one of my best and probably my last favorite period of marvel comics and then after that they fucking broke him and he's been broken since he's been putting out shit characters he can't write he couldn't save the justice league he had a shining moment with action comics when he was writing action comics a year and a half ago i loved it i said his action comics is one of the best books i've read from him in probably 10 years but no he he just it, he didn't make it work and it's really sad so it's i think it's less to do with black adam not being interesting or not being utilized well he's not being utilized well he's an interesting character you need a better writer to actually like do something with him and if they fuck it up if they fuck it up and Dwayne Johnson who will be putting all of his you know Samoan you know Krakoa blood whatever that rap song it's like you know it's about it's about power it's about whatever whatever that rap song he did all that energy that Dwayne Johnson's about to put in if DC fumbles the ball they deserve to lose gong gong all right. Well, I think that, well, okay, I, I, that doesn't wrap up the wrap is up our dark crisis talk, but I also want to mention the other sort of simultaneous event that it's not quite certain where it plays into things, but it seems like it potentially might, or they're teasing that there might be a actual connection to it. That is flashpoint beyond by Jeff Johns. And if you give me a comic book with Jeff Johns as the writer, I'm probably going to at least check it out. That's just sort of my rule at this point. And uh, so I, I mean, I am, it's been well, three issues. There was a zero issue and a one and a two. And I think, I think we talked about this again. I think that was behind the paywall. Wasn't it the last yeah. pop we did? Yeah. So, uh, but basically just to recap Thomas Wayne, actual flashpoint, Batman, he was quote unquote killed by dark sides, Omega beams in um, the, uh, what was that event? The not infinite crisis, but justice, Incarnate. Thank you. Thank Justice you for not helping. Incarnate. Justice Incarnate. I, I worked myself out of that one. Uh, and the Omega Beams, instead of killing him, as they often do, they just sent him somewhere else. And we don't know why yet, but that somewhere else was a place that shouldn't exist. It was the Flashpoint universe. So now he's trying to refix the Flashpoint universe because he he doesn't know that he's he thinks things got put back. So he wants to like refix it to put his son back alive, just like he did in Flashpoint. And there's also this mystery where different time-traveling characters are being killed by the Clockwork Killer. Um, also there is this other mystery of, um, like there's, there's different, there's a lot going on here. I don't know if I can even explain it all, but there's like the son of Harvey Dent is being raised by Bruce Wayne and seems like he's going to grow up to be a psycho. And, and the, the, 
the butler is uh, the butler instead of Alfred, it's the penguin. He's like the penguin is Alfred. So the penguin as as Alfred is like training Harvey Dent's kid in like weaponry and shit. And Bruce Wayne's like, yeah, ch- ch- whatever, teach him whatever he wants to learn. It's kind of funny. It's not Bruce with Thomas, and it's it's kind of like almost like Thomas is like, yeah, whatever. I'm working on fixing this fucking universe anyway. <laughs> Do whatever you want with this stupid kid. Um, but there's also um, the psycho pirate appears in this, and he even says like, I am not the real. What's the psycho pirate's real name? I forget. He says, I'm not psycho the real pirate. Yeah, the real psycho pirate. Uh, but he he says he's taken refuge here to get away from a dark crisis as well. Uh, so they have reference. I think I feel like it's. I don't think it's going to be a major way they tie in together. But they've at least acknowledged. Jeff Johns is acknowledging this. And meanwhile, in the regular universe, Batman is trying to figure some shit out that's going to tie into this. That also involves the Janie Slater's watch from Doomsday Clock. That also involves this snow globe that we're not even really sure of what it is. And, and I think I think basically it's like. Thomas Wayne is supposed to be in this pocket universe right now. He's the one in the snow globe. I think that's kind of where we're going with this. And then Bruce Wayne is trying to figure it all out. Um, and also what are the two characters, the, the Marriott and the mime are in this too. <laughs> Cause why not? Um, it sounds absurd, but I'm actually really enjoying it. And, and it's Jeff Johns. And look, even in the worst Jeff John Johns books, the characters are usually written pretty, pretty well. And uh, he usually does try to proceed somewhere fairly logical. Um, I still think I really like doomsday clock in a bubble. I just don't understand it in relation to the rest of DC continuity. It, it, it's never, Never given any inclination of being canon outside of books that Jeff Johns actually writes himself. That's the yeah, weird part about it because is, it was so good it's in Jeff Johns continuity only. It's a Jeff Johns head canon. So if you follow that, then, then it makes perfect sense. But it does seem like to me, Jeff Johns is maybe trying to reconcile some things like a, he's definitely trying to rehab Thomas Wayne. Cause I can't tell you it's, it almost seems like every scene Thomas Wayne has to say some shit like, yeah, well I made some bad decisions once and it's and all I read is, is fuck you Tom King why did you make me have to rehab this character who was actually pretty awesome and then you brought him and made him a fucking villain and, and it was so fucking stupid and that's what I read every time I see him go yeah I made some big some bad decisions I have to make up for them now like and it's something he says a lot and every time I'm just seeing Jeff Johns staring down angrily at Tom King uh, so I get joy out of that and uh, it's just it's been fun so far that, that's it's there's a lot of like mysteries like I don't and um um, let's see. There's like references to Vandal Savage and like time. There's a big thing with time people. And this is supposedly is existing in hyper time, which is not the same as an alternate universe. And it's not the same as a different uh, reality. Um, so complicated on the surface, but like actually really enjoyable so far. So it's actually been quite a surprise. I didn't even know this book was going to exist until one day I saw that it existed. And then I was like, Oh, Jeff Johns writing flashpoint Batman. Yes, I will check that out. Um, so yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. I, I really do recommend that one, especially if you're sort of over the dark crisis thing, you know, the gimmickry of the death of Just- Justice League. Um, then you might want to check out Flashpoint Beyond. There's um, and this will be my last one. There's not many moments where so so far, and not just another pitch actually loops into all this. This is kind of a this is kind of a soft spot. There, you know, in every comic book fan's collection, there are books that only that person likes. If I showed anyone who's not a diehard comic book fan this type of book, they'd be like, "What? Why the hell are you reading that?" But a few weeks ago, when I was sending out the books for the June Patreon um, uh, Epic Crossover level patrons, twenty five dollars a month people, you get a hardcover book sent to you every three months from Mark and I. I went ahead and grabbed a couple of books, and I grabbed one that I almost actually considered keeping for myself. And it is Young Marvel Man Classics. Hmm. Mark, do you have any clue who Young Marvel Man is? 
No, please okay. inform me. Long story short, and I don't remember who I sent this young Marvel man classics to, but I almost kept your copy. <laughs> They're going to find out. I, I actually had to go order my copy after that, and I've been reading uh, issue by issue every night. But young Marvel man, this is this is part of the stupid era of the golden age comics. People are like, oh, the golden age, everything was so you know innocent and prestigious, and the basis for everything. Then there are some books that you read it and you're just like, shit, how was how did this get produced? But young Marvel man was uh, was is the sidekick of Marvel man who was basically the Shazam captain Marvel for a British publisher. So things didn't really get overseas very well. And what you had was, especially in England, uh, post-World War II England, you had a lot of publishers taking American comic book ideas and they would just change things a little bit. So that way they could get away with it. They had their own version of uh, of G.I. Joe and other stuff and Transformers. They were all just slightly British and a little crappy. But Marvel Man was a book that ran for 25 issues. And then at this point in America, you had the Captain Marvel family with like, you know, uh, yeah, Freddy and everyone else. And then they were like, oh, we should have teenage characters, too. So what they did was they 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 created a guy who was basically uh, a Billy Batson type because Marvel man was like, you know, Superman, except he would say Marvel man and he would turn into Marvel man. So he accidentally says his Marvel man thing and like explodes next to a kid. So the kid gets his powers. So when the kid screams, Marvel man, he turns into young Marvel man. And basically <laughs> th- this book, they, they, they actually just literally replace Marvel man. They're like, fuck him kids. You love this guy. Now, now you love young Marvel man and Marvel man doesn't even have a book. So the adventures of young Marvel man, they're like the, the soup. They're like super knockoffs of captain Marvel. Shazam, for those of you who are five years old and don't know him as Captain Marvel. Um, it, it, it's like not you're awesome. one to call anyone five years old, but I, yeah. I digress. But, uh, you know, they, they, they take advantage of that. They take advantage of Superman books. And some of the books, like this is the first issue. It's like it, it's the first issue of this young Marvel Man series, but it's issue 35 of the Marvel Man book. I don't know how the hell it works. But basically, young Marvel Man has to fight a burglar who's kidnapped a scientist who created a giant robot who's magnetic, but he he's smart because, you know, if he's magnetic, that means he might be able to pull other metals towards him. No, he only has this ability to attract gold. So what this burglar does is he kidnaps a scientist, has him reprogram the robot to be evil. And they remind you that like 20 times. It's like this robot meant for good will be evil now. And what he does is he breaks into banks, pulls off the vault, and then he goes ahead and only magnetizes the gold. Because if he got anything other than gold, he'd be too heavy. So basically what young Marvel man did does is he finds this out. He finds the scientist, reprograms the robot. And this is like in 1952. So there's also some stuff in there that I'm not going to say is problematic, but there are some things you look at it and you're like, that's a, that's a tinge weird. And uh, what Marvel, what young Marvel man does is he tells the, he tells the scientists reprogram the robot to attack the burglar. So basically as the cops are coming, young Marvel man is just sitting down watching the robot torture the, the guy and everyone's just like, ha ha young Marvel man, you saved the day. And then it's just like this, this man is being brutally beaten by this robot. And you're just like, that's, that looks like torture. That's that's actually kind of screwed up. And all the other issues are just like 
insert X from space and all this other <laughs> stuff. Like, it's so campy. It's so stupid. And they publish it in the original black and white. So if you just want to go back to, like, an era so long ago, it might as well be Alien. Go ahead and pick up Young Marvel Man Classic. I've been reading it issue by issue before I go to sleep, and I'm reading this stuff. I'm like, damn, like this. <laughs> before, all this two stuff, Marvel Man Classics before bed and, and call me in the morning. Yeah. Like, all this stuff is the basis of all the things that came after. It's just freaking weird. All right. Well, uh, that sounds like one I might want to check out in that case as well. That, that sounds morbidly fascinating. <laughs> so I'm quite interested. Uh, it's right up my alley. Have you ever read certain golden age books where you're just like, you can't get away with that? Like I, I like have, how is this? Oh yeah. Do they even like just the, even just the sixties books we read? Like when we go, it's like, you can't even, you can't say that. Let's like, it's, it's yeah, it's really fascinating going back. We got to review golden age Batman at some point. I want to, I want to do that because there's an issue where he fights a vampire and how do you kill vampires? Mark, uh, with stake through the heart. Okay. No, Batman goes up to this vampire during the day as he's sleeping in his coffin, pulls out a gun and shoots him. What? Batman doesn't <laughs> shoot people. This Batman did. Golden the Age golden Batman age. shoots vampires. In the Golden Age, he did, baby. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I guess maybe it doesn't apply to vampires as much. And also, they didn't really care back then. Yeah. Uh, so the, the only other thing I will mention is that this is a book that I had, had kind of, um, well, I didn't fall off it. It fell off. It didn't It didn't fall off. It actually ended um, and now is back. And that is a book called Saga. And it's it saga concluded with issue 55. Um, but I don't think they necessarily said this is never coming back. But like the the the, the storyline came to a logical end, I, I guess you would say. Um, but this is picking up where we left off with some old characters, some new characters. I won't spoil it for anyone that hasn't read saga. But have you ever read saga, by the way? No, but here it's good. It's pretty good. I, I, it's, it's, I would definitely I would basically describe it as Roma, Romeo and Juliet in space with a lot more lewdness and, and murder and death and, and strange aliens and the prostitution, space prostitution and things like that. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a real I think it's a really fun series. Um, and uh, yeah, and then tells a pretty, pretty darn good story, too, that does is not a predictable one. I, I will say, like, I think usually most comics, I feel like. I know where this is going to end up and this didn't end up where I thought it was going to end up even after 55 issues. So I, I think that Brian K. Vaughn does a, he's a really good writer. I think he's written several runs, especially he did some valiant work that I enjoyed. I feel like, did he do an in-jack run? Cause I think he did. It an sounds familiar. Run. Yeah. If it was recent. Yeah. I think, I think he, he, I think no, he I went think he from like Ninjak. Yeah. Yeah. He went from Ninjak to saga. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he'd been doing saga, I think around, around the same time for a while, but yeah. Um, but yeah, and then, but anyway, so yeah, I think the last, uh, they came back with issue 56 and I think there's been up to 59. So I will just say again, not wanting to spoil anything. I have enjoyed the return to saga. So, uh, it, I, mean, I don't know if it's captured me the same way the original iteration did. It didn't suck me right in, but you know, the characters that are still there, I'm enjoying it. It definitely has, you know, the same feel, the same wit, the same very unique style, uh, the very unique narrative style of saga, um, that, you know, long time readers will know what i'm talking about so it's, it's a book i'd recommend um I, I don't it's hard to say if this would be a good starting point because it is a new start but it is picking up from an entire universe and entire story that already happened so I, I would say if you're someone looking to check out saga just go check out saga volume one like that would be the better place to start so i, I definitely I probably, I probably wouldn't like recommend that for new readers to it i would go i would go back to there but you can get those all on, on the hoopla at least on my hoopla is it getting a tv show um it feels it seems like the kind of thing they could it would need a it would need a hell of a budget to do it to do it justice, though. Lots of space, lots of aliens. I, I think I'm confusing it with something else that's kind of similar. I mean, I, I could see it being a good TV show if, if handled properly. If Brian K. Vaughn was, you know, involved in, in cause I really, I believe Brian K. Vaughn wrote for TV. If I'm not mistaken, he did some sci-fi and CW shows. Yeah. So, so that's, um, I mean, I would watch it. I'll say that. 
Uh, but yeah, Saga, I'm enjoying. And I guess the last thing I wanted to mention, because I haven't mentioned any Marvel stuff, you know, I had been kind of still, you know, it wasn't that long ago I said, like, Donny Cates has been, like, my mainstay at Marvel, and I'll follow him to every book. Um, and same with Al Ewing. Well, I mean, I was really only reading the, the his his um, his Immortal Hulk, but I, I have been rather disappointed in both of the follow-ups, and, and they, they kind of swapped books, like Donny Cates went... What, you don't like Ram V.? Uh, well, yeah, that, that, that's the, well, that's the real problem, I think, with the Venom book is that it's not an Al, it's, I, I, Al Ewing coming to Venom. We got Al Ewing for like three halves of issues, and now it's been all Ram V. And it was the, it's the Ram V switcheroo. Like they they pull, they they tricked me into reading Ram V when I never had intended to re- read Ram V. I came over to Al Ewing's Venom, and I got Ram V's time traveling symbiote adventure. And I will say. I don't hate that even actually as much as I, I, surprisingly, I actually dislike Donny Cates Hulk even more. Um, And even Donny Cates Thor, I'm not going to say it's bad now, but it's not as good as it was. And uh, like the last couple storylines, like where he basically battles with the, with Mjolnir and then Odin, Odin's ghost goes inside Mjolnir and now Odin is Mjolnir. I don't know if you know about any of that. How this can stuff, you say Mjolnir so wrong? It's Mjolnir. I say, I say it wrong every time I try to say it. It's Mjolnir. Okay, thank you. Because it doesn't fucking look like that. Mjolnir. Who's your favorite uh, actor? Paul Rudd. They asked him to name Thor's hammer and he was like, I don't know, Jonathan. <laughs> I always, <laughs> that's better. That's better than my Mjolnir. I've said Mjolnir since I was a kid and I know that's not how it's pronounced, but it's like I've been saying it this way since I was like 12 and never heard it pronounced until movies you know i never heard humans saying it out loud so i always just said it that way so it's my fucking majolner and i'm gonna keep it that way anyway majolner sentient and goes bad <laughs> <laughs> and now olden is in majolner so i don't fucking know what's going on there um it's not and, and now there's a crossover so it's like they took the other thing i don't like donny cates that has been doing which is the, his Hulk, which I'm just not enjoying banner writing the multiverse in like Hulk, the Hulk as a spaceship. It's fucking weird. And now, now he has a crossover with the Hulk called like banner of war going through a special and going through both books. And I'm not enjoying it at all. And I'm pretty much, I think done with both after this, I might even stick around with Donny Cates, uh, Donny Cates with Ram V's apparently venom longer just cause Kang showed up and now there's a thing with Kang and I like Kang so I might just stay see where the Kang thing goes at least for as long as the Kang is involved because um, I always enjoy Kang and time travel so I'm giving that I'm actually giving Ram V more of a chance than Donny Cates I can't believe I'm saying this out loud but that is what's happening uh, with Marvel right now sad times but that pretty much sums up sums up all my uh all my reading, everything I got in my agenda. Uh, who knows what what else might pop up? Uh, the patrons will be aware. We'll do some potpourri segments and keep them up to date of what we're uh, reading and watching over the summer, or maybe here in a potentially new thing that I'm not going to mention yet that we may be doing on this podcast very soon. But that's all I got, Remzo. Unlike Marvel, we don't tell you what we're doing three months <laughs> from now, true believers. Yes. In case we don't actually do it, yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, but that being said, Remzo, you got anything else? Folks, please go ahead and leave the show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you're having us burst into your ears right now. And remember, if nothing else, you can always do one thing. It's sweet, it's simple, it's true in every language and every multiverse. And it works every time. Read comics to change the world. Good night, America. Adios.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.